hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 260, and today I'm going to be talking about three things that millionaires and billionaires have taught me about choosing good products and also talking about retail versus online sales. I hear a lot of people say, man, I'd love to get into retail stores. Well, I'm going to talk about why I don't think that's necessarily like the end all. I don't think that that has to be like your success is to get it into retail. And I'm going to explain that uh, here in a minute and kind of what these millionaires and billionaires kind of taught me about that. All right. Now those millionaires and billionaires that I'm talking about are those guys from Shark Tank. Have you guys ever watched the show Shark Tank? If you guys have not, you guys have to watch that. It's one of those shows that, you know, you know, it's a show, but it's really cool to hear the different points of view and them bickering back and forth about different strategies and about what they think something is valued at and these different ideas that are presented to them and just how they break it down. If you really listen to how they break it down, you can be educated for watching a TV show. I mean, literally. And that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, a lot of the things that I watch, I look at it as how it can relate to whatever I am working on or in my life in general. That's what I try to do, to at least take something away from it. Is it a TV show? Is it entertainment? Absolutely. But I do believe that these guys are very successful and for a reason, and they're surrounded by like-minded people, and they've now created this network of really successful people that they can lean on, and then that also makes it easier for them to help someone else. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about are some of the, some of the things that I keep hearing over and over and over again, and how it pertains to us being being in the e-commerce space, all right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today, a little bit of a different type of episode, but I really wanted to do this because this is kind of what's on my mind and it's kind of what I talk about, you know, with my friends or with my, you know, uh, my my friends that are in the Amazon space or the e-commerce space and it's just stuff that we talk about and I figured, you know what, it'd be a great episode to break this stuff down and really kind of show you what I'm thinking about watching this show or even these shows. There's other ones out there as well, like The Profit. Um, That's another good one too, by the way. If you guys want to listen, or I'm sorry, if you guys want to read the transcripts or uh, download those as well, you can head over to the show notes page, which is located at theamazingseller.com forward slash 260. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 260, and you can go ahead and get those uh, transcripts and the show notes and all that good stuff. Now, before we jump into this topic that I want to talk about, I also want to give a little shout out. I haven't done this in a while. I want to give a shout out to a couple of our iTunes reviewers out there, our listeners. Uh, You guys are awesome, by the way, but I recently got a couple here, and I wanted to kind of, I I still read these every single week, by the way. I just don't let you guys hear them all the time because I don't want to, I don't want to just seem as though I'm out there talking about the reviews and the feedback, but I want to let you guys know that I do read them and I do appreciate it. And for all of you that have have done that or left uh, your own review, I want to say thank you. But these two right here were the most recent. And this one here came in from Scruggs10000. And this one here said, uh, best Amazon FBA podcast, five stars. The amazing seller podcast with Scott V is one of the most honest and best podcasts on iTunes. I really like the Ask Scott episodes. They are entertaining and educational. Thanks, Scott. Keep up the great work. And again, Thank you, Scruggs10000, for that. I know that's not your real name, but I just want to say thank you so much, and I'm so glad that you are enjoying the Ascot sessions because I love creating those. All right, the other one that I want
wanted to give a quick shout out to is by The Oppressed. And this one here is Get an MBA in Brand Development. Five stars. Scott's podcast is filled with vital, excellent, useful information. I listen to episodes one through 160. And with the knowledge I absorbed from those podcasts, I was able to build my brand to a $17,000 in revenue uh, business within the first 60 days, all with just a $2,000 investment in some credit card financing. I strongly recommend listening to the podcast if you have, if you have any interest whatsoever in entrepreneurship and living a life of true freedom. Scott is very generous with the information and is the real, authentic, and genuine self. Everything is transparent and it's clear to me why this podcast has built such a strong following. Keep up the good work. And I just want to say that means so, so much to me to number one, know that you're listening and you're getting value. Uh, and to know that this has actually made a positive impact on you and anyone else that has taken action and had some type of results. Again, this is from the free podcast, guys, something that I'm publishing for free. You guys are not paying for this and I'm not asking you to. All I'm asking for you to do is to get out there and do something with it, right? If you if you choose to do so. And if you do, let me know about it. Um, and the iTunes review, uh, that's a great, great thing for me to read it. And it's a great to show other people what's happening. So just want to say thank you. And if you guys have not left an iTunes review and you want to, head over there and do it for me. I would love that. And uh, I, maybe, maybe I'll give you a little shout out on the podcast. So uh, thank you so much for that. All right, guys, let's go ahead and dig into this topic here, okay? The, the three things, the main things that I'm going to be shining the light on today is uh, really about proof of concept, okay? That's number one. Like, that's the first thing that I hear them say, and I say them, I'm saying like all of the millionaires and billionaires that are on there right now on Shark Tank, you know, Kevin O'Leary, you know, Mr. Wonderful, uh, you know, Mark Cuban, uh, you know, these guys, right? They're all pretty much wanting to know when they come out there and they present their thing, the first thing they say is, what are your sales? Like, why do they say that? Why are, why is that like one of the first questions that they ask is like, okay, great. Show me the numbers because they want proof of concept. They want history before they, if, if they say, well, we're in beta right now and we're doing a soft launch right now, they're more or less like, you know what? You don't really have any data for me right now. So as an investor, it's going to be hard to come on board. Uh, you know, what you need to do is get customers to pay you so they can validate your product and then get real feedback to how you can make it better. Right? So what they basically just said there was, if you can find a way to spy on your competition and say, hey, listen, uh, can, can you get some feedback and see what people are saying about this certain product? Well, we can do that, right? We can do that by going to Amazon, looking at the reviews, right? That's a great place to do it. You can go to an e-commerce site and look at the reviews that are coming through there. You can go to Sears.com. They have a review system. You can go to Etsy. You can go to eBay, right? There's all these other places, not just Amazon, where we can listen to the market and what they're saying about a product before we even develop the product, right? But what they're saying, like, is if you went through all of the work to go get a prototype, you got a patent, you got all this stuff done, and now you're hoping that you're going to get proof of concept, it's risky, right? It's risky. And they're going to tell you it's risky. They're going to be like, what? You just remortgaged your home or what? You just borrowed $200,000 from your father. You always see that their face kind of sinks when that happens, right? Because there's been no validation, there's been no proof of concept. So what my takeaway is, huh, we're on a really, really good thing here by, by uh, having the ability to look at people that have purchased a product 
and we can see what they're saying about it. We can make a product better or we can add an accessory to that product, right? We can hear the pain points of the market, right? It takes work, but that's like your first step in this whole thing is to identify a problem or a solution to whether it's maybe someone's got a hobby that they're into, but there's this certain thing that's being sold in there that just doesn't do the job quite right. It's usually about the problem or it's going to be about the pleasure of what that thing is going to give them when they're in their hobby, whatever. You get the idea, right? So that's proof of concept. That's number one. That's the the one thing that I constantly hear them saying is once they get done with their sales pitch, they go out there and they go, and that's what we got here. And then they say, okay, what's your numbers today? And then once they say, well, we've got a million dollars in sales for the past 12 months, then they go, wow, that's incredible. Now their ears perk up, right? And then they, they, get a, they get a little bit more excited because they've got proof of concept. The market has raised their hand and said, yes, I would like this product, okay? So that's the big thing here. Have you had sales already? And if you haven't, has the market that you're looking to go into already been uh, you know, presented a product similar to what you're thinking about? And have they said yes or no? And if they've said yes or no, why are they buying the product? Okay, so that's number one, proof of concept, big thing here, right? And we've talked about it. Amazon allows us to do it, okay? They allow us to see the proof of concept. Use a tool like Jungle Scout, right? It shows you sales, right? It shows us that. The reviews tell us what the market is saying. Those are two powerful things there, okay? Let's move on to number two, okay? Number two, do you have to educate people about your product, I see a lot of times they'll be on there, they'll have a great product, it might make a lot of sense, but they've got to educate you about the product before you really want to buy it. So if it's not like a no-brainer or if that isn't already built into the market that the education's already been done and now you all of a sudden have this product that fits into there, that's a different story. But whenever I hear them say, it's going to cost so much money in marketing to educate the people about your product because people don't even know they need your product. So if people don't know they need your product, you have to kind of bring them aware to your product and then you have to make them want your product because you're the solution to the problem that you just let them know that they have. They're not maybe actively searching for that particular thing, all right? So a big thing to ask yourself is, do you have to educate people about your product? Okay, I've got a couple of stories about this, okay, because this happened to me not too long ago. I'm not going to mention any names, okay, but there was a woman that had a product idea, and it's a great product idea, okay? Now, I went over to Amazon, and I looked on Amazon to see if there's a product that's similar to selling, like this product, and guess what? There's not one like it at all. And guess what? You'd probably say, well, Scott, that's probably a great opportunity. And you know what? You might be right. But there's a good chance you might be wrong, too, because there's already a product on the market, not like this one, but it solves a problem in a different way or a different device, let's say, right? So now you're coming up with a new device that no one's familiar with, and now you have to educate them that yours is better than the one device because yours does the same thing. It's just a better way of using it, right? So you have to educate them. So could it work? Yes, it could. But is it going to be riskier? Yes, because we don't have any proof of concept. Do we know that there's a problem that this thing solves? Yes, clearly. 
But if we put up a product, are people going to recognize the product as the solution? Probably not. So that means that we're going to have to do some education in this. And if we have to do a lot of education to bring people aware or make people aware of the problem or that it fixes, that's a whole nother ball game, guys. Okay. Now she would need to, this is, and this was my recommendation. Okay. She's already making these prototypes. Okay. Make more prototypes, get it in the hands of people with this problem, see if it fixes their problem. And if it does get testimonials, that's step number one. So it's a slower process where we're almost making something from scratch. We are making something from scratch. Okay. But it solves a problem that a device in the market already claims to solve. But this, this person, this, this woman is saying that hers does a better job than any of those other ones on the market. And that's great. It might do that, but we have to prove it first. So the way that we prove it is we have to have people try it and test it. And we have to do like what they call as a soft launch. Okay. Or maybe you want to get out there and do a Kickstarter campaign where you're going to ask people, you're going to tell people about your, your thing. And you're going to say, if I get 150 people to, uh, to jump in on this, I'll go ahead and I'll make them. And again, you might be married to that product and then you might not want to give up on it. A lot of people do that. A lot of people marry themselves to the idea of a product, even though the market doesn't want it or the market doesn't know enough about it to want it. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense, but just understand this and you have to ask yourself this question. Okay. Do you have to educate people about your product or do they already know about this product and the solution that your product can give them? Like, do they already know that stuff or are you going to have to make them aware of it? Now, another example of this, a good friend of mine who I helped in the very beginning before I had, uh, you know, the private label classroom before I even really had the podcast, you know, I, I kind of helped him with this problem. And if he's listening, he's going to know who I'm talking about, but, um, he was going after something that he invented and he had this, this really, really cool idea in this certain market and was really excited about it. And he was going to have to spend probably 25, 30, maybe even more $40,000 to get a prototype made a mold, all of the set, all of that stuff had to be done, but still there was nothing on the market that was quite like it. There was similar things, not quite like it, but his was going to be better and he thought it was going to be a great product. And you know what? It might still be a great product, but my advice to him was this, you want to enter into that market. So let's go look at that market. Let's see what people are already buying in that market. Okay. And now let's try to roll out products that we know are selling today and maybe make them better. And then we can now use those buyers as our potential buyers for our new product when we do a soft launch, or maybe we do a Kickstarter campaign and we let them know about it. When people put money in, that's how they're voting on if they like it or not, right? And that's what a Kickstarter would do, right? A Kickstarter would allow you to raise money for this thing, and then you would know yes or no. And if if not enough people do it, you don't meet the quota, whatever, then you just refund everybody their money and you don't roll out the product. But people vote with their wallets, guys. People vote by buying something. And by us looking at Amazon, they allow us to see that through the sales numbers. All right? So again, I told him, I kind of want to go back to anybody else out there right now that's thinking about inventing their own product, this is what I want to say to you. You might be onto something, but there's a big but here. But there's a lot of unknown there, okay? So if you want to enter into that market Enter in the market with products that are already currently selling that you might be able to modify and tweak and make better, and then 
at a later date, you can then launch your your one-of-a-kind, unique, patented product, okay? That would be my recommendation, okay? Again, you have to ask yourself, you know, in that in, in this space of like, 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 do you have to educate people? You also have to ask yourself, is there a current problem? And if the answer is yes, then that's another check mark, right? But right now, we have to say to ourselves, do we have to educate people about our product? And again, that was my point number two that I learned from watching these shows over and over again is I hear them saying, there's too much education that's going to go into making people aware of your product. I'm not willing to do that much work. It's way too much work to educate these people, right? And by doing that, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money to do it. And then there's no guarantees. Okay. So that's number two. So number one, proof of concept. Okay. Look at the history. Is there a market there? Have you had sales or are there sales being generated for that product or those types of products? Two, do you have to educate people about your product to make them need and want your product? Okay. So that's that. Okay. Now, the third one, and I hear this a lot, okay, people say, I can't wait to get my product into retail. That would be the ultimate dream for me to see my product on Target shelves and Walmart shelves. It would be amazing, right? And every time that I hear people say that on Shark Tank, most of the time, when, when most of their sales are already online, well, actually, you know what, let, let, let me go back a little bit. The first thing that they ask them, they go is, okay, you've done $300,000 in the past 12 months. Where have those sales come from? Mostly on my website, mostly online. Okay, do you have any retail? Yeah, we've got like a couple of stores locally. We have maybe 25 units on their shelves. But most of our sales are, are done online. But we would really, well, and then, then they say, well, what, what do you want the, uh, the $75,000 for? Well, I want that and I want, I, I want that to help us get more inventory and also we want your help to help us get into retail. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Most of your sales are online and you want us to help you get into retail. Why would you want to tackle the retail business animal versus just scaling the online stuff when you haven't even really scratched the surface yet? I hear that time and time again because like they said, if you send in 100 units to Target and those don't sell, you're getting them back. Like you have to, you know, so you might have all this inventory out there hoping it's going to sell, but you're going to get it back if it doesn't sell, right? And that's okay, but there's cost in that, right? And then there's the inventory you have to have these purchase orders and then in the purchase orders you have to go ahead and and again, I don't know all about the retail. I'm just going off of what I've heard and kind of, uh, you know, what they're saying is like, why would you want to go in the retail game when you haven't even scratched the surface on your online sales game? Like why? And especially, why are we focusing there when your online sales are driving 99% of your revenue? Like, why would you want to do that? But most people, it's a dream. It's a dream to have my product on the Target shelves. It's a dream. It would be a dream come true. It's like an ego thing. Like, I don't think we should be looking at our business as an ego thing. I think we should be looking at our business as, can we help people with the products we serve, one, okay? And then two, is it going to be a profitable business over the long term. Like, that's what you need to ask yourself. Not, oh, it would be a dream to be in retail. Like, that's like a trophy, right? So to me, that's what I took away. They're, they're not like saying like every successful product has to be on retail. 
You know, I mean, Mark Cuban, he'll argue with that all day long. He's, you know, he's a big online sales guy, right? A big social media marketing, Facebook ad, ad all, all that stuff. He's the guy, right? But there's some like QVC. It'd be a dream to be on QVC. And, and yes, it would be cool, but it doesn't mean that that's the, the, the winning thing, right? It's, it's really about how you can reach more people than just being on one spot on QVC, right? And that's really what I took away from it. Now, I think everyone else will take different things away from it, but if you are a watcher, uh, a watcher, a viewer of Shark Tank, you know, pay attention to these things. Like, these are like people that have been there. They've done it. They've got teams of people now that help them in, in these different markets and in, in these different industries. And they'll talk about like, oh man, I wouldn't go into that, that category because of this. They'll crush you. Uh, the competition's fierce. It's cutthroat. The margins are slim. Like all of that stuff. Like listen to it, take it in, absorb it and learn from it. It's a free TV show. Okay. So why not watch it? Be entertained a little bit. Uh, you know, you can either love or hate Kevin O'Leary, whatever you want to do, right? It's part of the show. Uh, but yeah, that's what, that's what I took away from this show. And I wanted to share that with you. These are millionaires and billionaires. Okay. That we're able to learn from on a weekly basis from a TV show that's free. Right. And a lot of people think that, well, we have to pay for that. No, you don't just listen and learn or whether you listen to a podcast or whether you read books, you know, these people are giving us information that we can learn from and we can just observe, observe from what they're doing and what they're saying. And this is a great way to hear different people that are all successful at, in their own right on how they, how they think of things differently, right? And, and seeing that panel really does that for me. So my big takeaways, okay, for new products, okay, new product ideas, that is, okay? One, are there current sales? Okay. Now, if you don't have your own current sales, you have to look at the market and see, is there current sales? How do we do that? We go to amazon.com and we look at those Two: Do people know they need this product? That's a big one, right? Do we have to educate people? Do we have to make people aware that they need this product? Three, is it easy to understand what it does? Again, going back to education, do we have to educate people or does it explain itself by the product um, that they're going to buy Four: can you test the market cheaply? Again, do we have to go out there and, and do 5,000 units or a special mold? Ask yourself these questions. If it is, then maybe we got to start somewhere else and then build up to this. Or maybe we do a Kickstarter uh, you know, campaign to see if there is interest in this product in the market, right? And then five, does going into retail make the most sense right now? Like right now, does it make sense? Or is it better to focus on the online side of things. I would lean towards the online side, but that's just me. All right. But those are five questions that you can ask yourself. All right. When you're thinking about a product or a market that you're looking to go into again, like I said, I just want to repeat this shark tank is a great place to listen and get advice from pros. Again, just by listening to the conversations and the banter back and forth, right? You can get product ideas from this show as well. You can listen to certain markets that might be hot right now or ones that aren't so hot right now. You can be inspired. You can learn from other people's mistakes, people that come up there and they present something and they're struggling and then the pros pretty much telling them, you might just have to eat this one, man. It's not going to work. I think you made a lousy mistake and I think you just burnt a lot of money, right? So learn from that, Right. And I hear this one a lot, guys, and I get this, and I just want to address it. I get, Scott, I've got a great idea for a brand new product, and no one's selling it on Amazon. And I'm here to tell you that that's awesome. Keep that stuff going. Keep a journal of that stuff. 
But you might want to be careful, especially if you have never went into that market yet. If you're into that market and you're getting feedback and then you're building a product out of that, that's a different story. Right now, if no one's selling it on Amazon, right, and you've got this great product idea, you have to ask yourself those other questions that I just went through, all right? Because in my opinion, you have less of a chance to succeed, okay, when you are launching something brand new that no one knows about that you don't know if the market wants than if you were to just expand on your current products that are already selling or other people's products that are currently already selling in that market, okay? And that's just my opinion, okay? Because Amazon is giving us the data that helps us know what markets and products are selling well. We all know that, right? We use Jungle Scout. We can find that stuff out really quickly. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to stay on Amazon. You guys have been hearing me talk a lot about building something outside of Amazon, your sales funnel, your email list, all that stuff. But Amazon is a great place to get intelligence on the market or get intel on the market, right? It's a way for us to listen to the customers. It's a way to see the numbers, right? So again, it's a way for us to see what the market's already requesting and then seeing if we can come in there and create something that can serve the market in maybe just a slightly different way with a similar product, all right? We also get to see on Amazon what products... Uh, what other products people are buying together, frequently bought together, right? We get to also look at the pay-per-click data. When we start to run a product, we get to start seeing maybe there's other products that are coming up in these product searches when we're doing an auto campaign, right? So there's all of this stuff that can help us when we want to launch new products or a brand new product or in a brand new market, all right? We need to learn from what people have already done and, and learn from their mistakes in one way, Look at, look at Shark Tank, go there and just watch that show. I think it's a great show. Uh, again, I'm not getting paid to pitch Shark Tank, but I love the show. And, you know, look at Amazon or look at other, other places like eBay or Etsy and see the history. Look and see what other people have been buying, right? Look at Google Trends. Look at that stuff, okay? Now, I don't think that their advice on Shark Tank is always like 100% correct for me. But I do learn a ton just from the back and forth and the different perspectives. I definitely learn a lot. And I think that you can just by hearing the different point of views and take what you want away from the show. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful, guys. I did want to just kind of talk about this as though I was like sitting at that table with you and we're just kind of having this conversation about Shark Tank because you and I both like the show or maybe you haven't seen the show and I'm telling you why you should probably check out the show if you're a business person or an entrepreneur because it's all about that. And again, I've said that before, like if you want to be like other businesses that are successful, then you need to surround yourself with those types of people. And this is one way of doing that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this. Now, if you guys want to download the transcripts or the show notes for this episode, the links, anything else I mentioned here, you can head over to the amazing forward slash two sixty. And uh, you can go ahead and grab all that. Also, would like to remind you, if you guys are brand new and you're thinking to yourself, I want to know a little bit more about how to launch a product on Amazon, well, I do a workshop and uh, you can attend that for totally free. Just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can register for an upcoming live workshop there. And I break it all down. I give you product research ideas and, and techniques to do. I also show you how you can source a product. I also go through a pre-launch phase, a launch phase, and then the promotion phase. So there's five phases that I break down in this workshop, and I also answer any live Q&A there as well. So 
Would definitely love to see you there if uh, if you want to join me. So that's going to wrap it up, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're going to go ahead and uh, and take action here and, and watch a little bit of the show or just take these tidbits that I just gave you and think about them when you're looking at getting into uh, a new product or a new market and, and really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and all of these different variables that go into it. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. You have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. You know what I'm going to do here. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.